Hello, and welcome back to the True Crime Podcast with Jade True. I'm here to talk about a compelling case involving a young man named Ben Rifkin and the suspect of this case named Jacob Barber. This is still an unsolved case to this day. Before we get into the story, we do have a sponsorship for this video. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, who killed Ben Rifkin? Was it Jacob Barber? Let's start with a backstory to find out. Jacob appeared to be a normal, quiet kid. He had a few friends, enjoyed being on the web and going to school. But does that consist of all of his hobbies? His home life was touch and go, as his parents had a rocky relationship that only got more botched as time went on. Jacob's dad, Andy Barber, was a dedicated father and an assistant district attorney. His mother, Lori Barber, was a preschool teacher who worked in the local town. Living in a small town, everyone knows everything about each other. This makes it hard to keep secrets or have private moments, especially in the woods that many students walked through to get to school. Now this is where the story begins. One afternoon, the small town was stunned by a shocking crime. A young boy, named Ben Rifkin, was stabbed to death in the woods. An even greater shock to the town, the main suspect is the city's assistant district attorney's son, Jacob Barber. Jacob Barber shows up to school that day as he normally would. No fear, no hesitation, and most importantly, there was no visible blood on him. Can a child really commit a murder and go about his normal day? Or was he really even the killer after all? Jacob has always been very calm, private, and reserved. So his behavior that solemn day was no different than the rest. When Jacob heard about the murder, he didn't react with guilt nor surprise. He did not seem worried that he would be found guilty, nor did he seem concerned. Andy believes in Jacob's innocence. I think it's safe to say that any parent would deem their child innocent. As the trial goes on, the family's reputation is dragged through the mud and put on the line. Another name is brought up in the trial. A man named Leonard Patz is also a suspect but is dropped early on. He looked good for the murder. He was a sex offender and had a past to violence, but there was never any damning evidence that could serve him guilty for the murder of Ben Rifkin. The trial goes on and the questioning continues, and it seems in every quiet moment, Jacob is eager to tell his father something, but he never confessed anything in those moments. I'm assuming because he was scared of the consequences or did not know what version of the story he should tell. Jacob and Ben had past conflicts over a girl Jacob liked. Now, these relationships never went anywhere, but friends of Jacob said that he was very hurt and, quote, wanted to make Ben pay. Jacob and Ben were in the same class, but never talked to each other, which is why Andy Barber found the situation hard to believe, but the courts sure didn't. The evidence was stacking up against Jacob, and his mother's faith in him was starting to fade. She doesn't know how much longer she would be able to believe his innocence. 
While the questioning continued, the Barber family took a trip to Mexico. While on this trip, Andy Barber got a call. On this call, he was delivered the news. It was officially announced that Jacob Barber was found not guilty for the murder of Ben Rifkin. The man previously mentioned, Leonard Patz, had written his confession on his death note just before hanging himself. The family felt relief and was finally able to enjoy their trip. On this trip, Jacob met a friend named Hope. The two had become close. However, a few days into the trip, Hope goes missing. Is this just a coincidence? I think not. Jacob is not considered a suspect in this case, even when Hope is found to be murdered. When Jacob is told the news, again, he doesn't act surprised, sad, or even scared. Personally, if my friend was murdered on the same resort as me, I would be heartbroken and terrified. In these moments, Lori, Jacob's mother, makes up her mind about him, and deep down, believes that he is guilty for both murders. When the family arrives back home, they do not talk about the situation that occurred in Mexico. I think they would rather not ask questions as they do not want to know the answers. Lori is beating herself up and feels like she has failed her child, which is why she believes he became a murderer. Filled with this guilt and rage, she asks Jacob to go on a car ride. In the car, she makes her decision about how her and Jacob's fate would be. She slowly starts exhilarating her speed and begins aiming her car sideways on the highway. When she spots a bridge, she does not slow down. She floors the car and slams into a concrete wall, thus killing Jacob Barber and severely injuring herself. This is where every case, every future, and every selfish decision is stopped. Thank you for listening to the True Crime Podcast with Jade True. Make sure to tune in next week to hear the captivating story about Ted Bundy and his seek thrilling way of the world. Have a great day and stay safe.